with no monitors in it, but the cheating became so prevalent that they had to stop that practice, and now they have people in there to monitor uh, the honesty of the students. And, you know, one of the things that's made dishonor easier is what? Social media. Man, you can type something in on Facebook or Twitter, and you can be just as disrespectful as you want to, uh, you know, and, and it's a safe distance, right? I can say something about the president even, and I'm down here in Louisiana. Now, you got to be careful because I have heard of the state police showing up at people's houses that made threats, you know, via Facebook. But, but you know, that gives us some anonymity and and, and we can just say whatever we want to say, right? I can call you ugly or whatever, and you can talk about my mama and whatever on Facebook, but, you know, you say that, talk about somebody's mama to their face, they're going to punch you in the face, right? I mean, you know, but, but on social media, it's easy. And, and so we just have learned, I think we've become a culture of disrespect. You know, it's, um, you know, it, it, and just for some of you that don't know this, employers do look at your social media uh, information when they're looking and thinking about hiring you. And so, uh, and I know people have gotten fired from jobs for what they put on social media. But I, I don't believe living in a culture of disrespect is how God wants us to live. I think he wants us to honor people. He wants us to honor our country. He wants us to honor leaders. And, and he wants us to honor even the police and, and, and all these things. God wants us to look different. That's what I, I put the title of this living a different life. And so look at Romans 12.10 with me, if you would. Paul said this. He said, be devoted to one another in brotherly love. And here's the key. Honor one another above yourselves. And so if I'm placing honor on somebody, I'm, I'm honoring them. I am willingly putting them up here above me, and I'm, I'm, I'm honoring them. So we're going to honor each other. And, uh, and so we want to we learn more about that. Malachi 1.6 God was saying this, he said, as a son honors his father and a servant or an employee, his master or boss, if I'm a father, where's the honor due me, God says. If I'm a master, where's the respect or honor, same word, due me, says the Lord Almighty. It is you, O priest, he's talking about to the ministers at the time, who show contempt for my name. Now, Jesus says we're all ministers, so none of y'all are getting off the hook. It's not just for me, all right? And uh, he said, but, but you ask, how have we shown contempt for your name? See, God was asking where the honor for he, for him is. And, man, it's gone out of our culture too, right? I mean, you, 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 you didn't say God in our culture. You say Jesus, they get all goofy. Uh, but, you know, there's so much in our culture. When you start talking about your relationship with the Lord, people, will, they get on edge. But in Malachi 2.1, he says, and now this admonition or warning for you, if you don't listen, and if you do not set your heart to honor my name, says the Lord, I will send a curse upon you, and I'll curse your blessings. Yes, I've already cursed them because you have not set your heart to honor me. Now, what we'd, we don't want to be on the negative side of that. We want to learn to set our heart to honor God. Somebody will say amen to that. I mean, we want to set our heart to honor God. So let's look at what honor is. I mean, what it means to set. So look at that word honor. I put out beside it value, worth, and weight. I like that. Weight means you add something to it. You're, you're putting an importance to it, a weight to it. It's like if there was a big old rock. Well, it's like that up, up here by our offices. We have the little fenced-in area. That's a two inches of concrete right there. It's not going anywhere. So we just built a fence around it to keep you from tripping over it, okay? It's got some weight to it. You, when you add weight to some, something, 
you're putting importance to it, and and uh, and so it's weighty. You've got to you've got to deal with it. You've got to give some honor to it because it's not going anywhere. So to honor is to add weight to something that put importance on it to give it worth and value. Let's look at dishonor. To dishonor means that you take it lightly. You subtract that importance, that weight. You just take it lightly. I mean, you know, you, you make what's common or what, what's not common, common. You know, you take something that's important and you make it unimportant. And we've got a generation, this culture, this generation of culture we live in, drives some of us my age crazy. We, we have a generation that takes everything too lightly. I mean, they, they make things common that should be not common. Some things like, you know, we make common and take, take lightly sick people. You know, we, we take lightly. We've got, we've got people that are sick that we pray for, that we go visit and, and stuff like that. But we, we, we just kind of take that lightly. I mean, we take the poor lightly sometimes, you know, and, and, uh, and, and that, we don't want to dishonor that. I mean, you, you know, God loves everybody. We, we take our traditions. We take traditions. I mean, uh, this, this culture we live in, they don't like any of our traditions. It, I mean, you know, Christmas, you got a whole school system trying to take names off of holidays like that. They've tried to name it Winter Holiday. There is no Winter Holiday without Christmas, by the way, and, uh, and you know, and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, uh, people, we get, we, you're in a conversation with somebody, what do they do? They get a vibration. You know, we disrespect each other because we just, we don't place, we take them lightly. Uh, we, I believe we take the freedoms we have in this country lightly. Uh, you know, we just assume that because we've got them, everybody has them. I've been in a lot of countries. Nobody's got what we have. Uh, I, I mean, look, in Canada, I, there are pastors up there in, in jail right now for having church. We're getting to have church. Amen. You know, and, and but there are countries like China and Iran, where if you become a Christian, they hunt you down. Uh, and most of the Middle Eastern countries are not Christian-friendly. We've got freedoms in this country. We've got provisions in this country. I, I was thinking the other day, what other country is there? You get injured somewhere, and you get a disability check. That don't happen anywhere but here. It happens here. Where else, what other country can you talk about your government the way we do? And not get your head cut off here. That's it. I mean, you know, it just doesn't happen. So we've also got responsibilities. And we unfortunately take those lightly, don't we? We take our relationship with God lightly, I think. It's just kind of passe, you know. And, we, we, and another thing we take very lightly is, is we take sin in our lives. So we live in a culture where there are no sins. We just have issues. We have issues. Somebody wrote a song one time, she's an issue-laden woman about his mama, you know. But, uh, you know, we have issues. No, we have sin in our life. And we need to deal with it, and that's what Christ came to do. So where's the honor? Look at this passage with me in Mark chapter 6. It says, Jesus left there and went to his hometown and accompanied by his disciples. So he goes back home. And uh, when the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many who heard him were amazed. Now, they weren't amazed in a good way. They were amazed in kind of a sarcastic way because look what they said next. Where did this man get these things, they asked. What's this wisdom that's been given to him that he even does miracles? Isn't this the carpenter? Isn't this Mary's son? Uh, isn't this the brother of James, Joseph, and Judas, and Simon? Aren't his sisters here with us? 
and it says they took offense at him. You see, he went home, and he was dishonored in his hometown. They took offense at him, and, you know, and uh, they couldn't, he couldn't do many miracles there except lay hands on a few sick people and heal them. They scoffed at him, just like our world today scoffs at God. That's what they did to Jesus when he went to his hometown. Our culture scoffs at God. They were, they were deeply offended. And, and let me tell you something. It, it, you go talk about Jesus, somebody goes, oh, I'm offended. You know? People, you got, you got a chunk of people in this country that are walking around looking for a place to get offended at. I mean, there are people, they're just looking for some way to get offended. I've got a one word, I've got a one sentence for you. Suck it up, buttercup. Get over it, build a bridge, and walk right on across it. There are too many people getting offended. You look at them funny, or if you don't look at them, they get offended both ways. If you say hi, you know, I know a guy was talking the other day. He said he opened the door for a young lady. She said, you don't have to do that. I can do it. You know, and it's just like he's trying to be nice. But then you don't open the door, and they go, rude, you know. And, and you know, and all that. I mean, people get offended. We get offended by too much. So where... Where is the honor? Well, what happened here was, uh, you know, know, Jesus went back to his hometown. And, you know, and and people were offended at him. I can remember going back home and, and, uh, you know, it's like when you're talking to your family, this is just so-and-so, he grew up here, right? (laughs) He's nothing special, you know. Uh, You know, people, people get offended at all kinds of stuff. Uh, people get offended at some of the names of our sports teams. And, uh, you know, the Atlanta Braves and their Tomahawk Chop, even though survey after survey shows the Native Americans aren't offended by those names. Uh, People, you know, they have safe places on college campuses so where you can go and not have to listen to somebody disagree with you. And, uh, and, and, you know, my goodness, you know, uh, that's crazy. But listen, I want you to look at this. These people took offense at Jesus, and the Son of God was limited by their offense. The Son of God, it says here, he could not do any miracles. He couldn't do any miracles. It didn't say he didn't do any miracles. It says he could not do any miracles. Now, that blows me away. I've often thought, well, he didn't do miracles because nobody came out because it's just Jesus, the carpenter's son, you know, and all this stuff. And, but it says he could not do miracles. Did you know that their attitude limited the Son of God? I wonder if our attitude sometimes limits the Son of God and His work in us. I mean, think about that for a minute. So what, are, what causes dishonor? Well, one is familiarity. Write that down. Familiarity. One day I'll say that right. Causes dishonor. I mean, anything you become too familiar with can cause you to take it lightly. You know, I mean, uh, it becomes common you know, to us, especially with those like family that are real close to you. And that's what happened when Jesus went home. I, w- I went home to preach at my mother's church. Now, I was raised in that church. And, and, uh, and Pastor Kathy had this one woman. I wanted to like psh, slap her. She kept following us around telling Kathy all the stupid stuff I did as a kid. Now, I'm sitting here fixing to go preach, and I'm having to listen to, you know, this woman just continually, oh, this is just a carpenter's son. This, this, his dad used to work on Volkswagens. He, he's nothing. He just, you don't need to listen to him. You know, and that, I, I'm going, Jesus, is that the way you felt? I mean, did you want to, like, backhand a couple people? I mean, you know, 
And, uh, and uh, I wish I could backhand like he could have, though. That would have been a good one. But, I mean, you know, that happens. But, listen, we've got to learn to honor people. And, uh, and, and we want to we do that. Spouses need to honor spouses, you know. And, uh, and, and kids should honor their parents. And parents should honor their kids. Look, nagging and griping doesn't work with them, so we might as well try honor, right? Might as well try giving honor. We want to see a revival of honor. We want to give honor and see honor. Honor given. We want to. We want God to be able to do miracles here at River Church. We don't want our attitude to keep God from doing something in us. We don't want God to do that. So what else can cause dishonor? Offenses cause dishonor. Write that down. We just talked about people get offended over everything. But you can't honor something you're offended by. So don't allow offense to cause you to dishonor people. Listen, I, I know there's. <laughs> There's always been dishonor in our political system somewhat, but uh, it seems like it started getting a little bit worse during the Clinton years, then it got a little worse during the Bush years, and then in the Obama years, then it exploded in the Trump years. I've never seen dishonor like what we have today from both sides of, of that. And you know what? Here's the thing. I told somebody one time, and, and uh, you know, after Bill Clinton came out with his immorality thing, he came to Metairie to sign books. And I was going to go, if the line hadn't have been around the block, I'd have gotten in line to go meet Bill Clinton. Somebody said, why would you do that? I said, because he's a president of the United States. And if I had a chance to meet a president of the United States, I'm going to do it. I don't care about his politics and, and, and all that. I want to meet a president of it because I honor that office. He said, we've got to get the dishonor out of our lives and put some honor back. Doesn't mean we have to agree with everything, but we honor people. An offense can cause honor. If you're offended by government, I got some news for you. Romans 13 doesn't have an asterisk by it. Romans 13 says, let everyone be subject to the governing authorities. For no authority is put there except what God has established. There's no asterisk. It doesn't say, hey, only Republican rulers are put there. Or only Democrat rulers. It says no ruler is put there except by God. So we've got to honor that that. That position, we got to put some honor back in our lives, guys. You know, y'all like kind of like crickets out here. I want to hear some amening because this is what God says. This is what God says. We use this verse a lot. Let's use it to, to bring some honor. It says, the authorities that exist have been established by God. And I want you to know this was written during Nero, the worst ruler in the history of the world. He used to kill Christians for fun and burn them. And yet... Paul is writing this and saying he's put there by God. Think about it. So we don't have an asterisk. So we need, we need to not be offended by stuff and we need to give honor. So how do we set our hearts on honor? Real quick. Honoring begins with God's claim on them. Write that down. Honoring begins with God's claim on them. Pay attention in the back, guys. Honoring begins with God's claim on them. It has nothing to do with them deserving it or not. It all begins with how God views them. It begins with how God views them. You know what I mean? How, how does God view anybody? He views them as somebody he created. He views them as somebody he died for. He views them as somebody he wants to have a relationship with. It doesn't matter who it is. He created them. He died for them. And he wants a relationship with them. That's how God views people. And so honoring begins with God's claim on them, not how, 
how he views them, not how I see them. I mean, you know, y'all know God tests me in traffic, and I'm always driving around, and somebody will cut in front of me, and I'll go, moron. Or, you know, the other day, this guy blew his horn at me, and then he got up to the red light, and uh, then he didn't go at the red light, and I'm going, jerk, you know, and, and, and Kathy's going, he's God's jerk, you know, <laughs> you know, and, and, uh, and so we got to remember, even when they cut you off in traffic, they're God's moron, they're God's jerk, you know, and, uh, and so we got to see people the way God sees them. Confession's good for the soul, it's not always good for the re- reputation, but anyway. So we got to see people that, that maybe don't deserve honor. You see, the way we see them, but God sees how they could be. God sees how they could be. God sees, you know what, this person's going through something right now, but here's what I'm going to do in their life. That's what I want to do in their life, and we've got to see them that way. And so honoring begins with God's claim on them. Look what what Paul said uh, in Ephesians 5.21. He said, and further submit or honor one another out of what? reverence for Christ. So I'm going to give honor to people who maybe are dishonorable, but I'm going to give them honor. Why? Because of reverence to Jesus. Because that's what he wants me to do. So we don't treat people with honor because they deserve it. We treat people with honor because we honor God when we do. We honor others out of our honor for God. And that that goes, and and I've used politics because we love our politics, right? But that goes here. That goes in this building. That goes as we walk around. That goes in the grocery store. That goes when you go to the restaurant this afternoon. You give that waitress some honor. You want good service, you honor her. (laughs) Honor and benefits me too, number two. You know, when you you honor something or somebody, it it benefits you. You know, you actually get more honor when you give honor. I used to do a talk to kids in school. If you want respect, give respect. If you want honor, give honor. And, uh, and so, you know, uh, listen. I mean, the ways you can honor people is listen to them. In this service, you can actually say amen every now and then. Get involved. In the worship, jump up and down. That'll get Steve motivated over here. Y'all start doing like Isaac, he's going to get crazy on that guitar over there. You're going to be screaming and going. I mean, Chrissy might even stand up on the keyboard. I mean, who knows? I mean, you know, we get it going here. A little excitement helps. A friend of mine, uh, Pastor Buford Easley, went to preach at a at a church one time at uh, Franklin Avenue, and he was he was preaching, and and they were amening, and he'd preach a little longer, and one of them was like, "Preach it, preacher," you know, and and he just went on. And a friend of mine that went to church there said, "We didn't think he's ever going to quit." And uh, then when I talked to him, he said, "Man, they kept urging me on. They kept amening and preach it, preacher, you know, and all this." And so I won't go on and on if you do that, but I mean, you get excited, you know, and um, and so we don't want our attitude. To hurt anything. Your attitude towards the service will benefit you. And the more you put into it, the more you're going to get out. I mean, so get involved. You want to see some miracles down here at this altar? You get involved in worship. When they're singing and worshiping, you connect with God. You, you get your hands up. You get your heart open. You connect with the Lord, and you'll see God do stuff in this room, in your life, in your family. You know, when when when... When we're looking at the Word, uh, take notes, listen, amen every now and then if it's something good. I mean, you know, uh, it's all right. You know, we want to see things. You, when you get involved, when, when you honor what God is doing, He will bring great results. 
Jesus said the prophet is honored everywhere except in his own hometown and among his relatives and his own family. And because of their unbelief, he couldn't do any miracles among them. Listen, the Son of God was limited to what he could do because of their attitudes. I don't want our attitude towards anything the Holy Spirit wants to do in our lives to hold us back. But it will. I've gone to church services before and said, I don't like this guy. Nothing. I've gone to a service where a guy I didn't know about or whatever, and man, you get into it and you start worshiping, and all of a sudden, man, God's speaking to you. It might not be what he's saying, but God's speaking to you. You, you put in it. If you want to see miracles in your life and at this altar, get involved. Give honor. Give weight to this service when you're here. And, and watch what God does in your life. But if you just sit back and you're thinking, well, I came because my wife made me. Or I came because my husband made me. Or I came because it's the right thing to do. Oh, man. You're not going to get anything. You know, we went to South Africa. I've been to South Africa twice. Pastor Kathy been three or four times. But we, were, we went into this church in Lesotho, this little country in the mountains of, of South Africa. And, and when we went in, us and the other missionaries that were there, we walked in, they stood up. It was like an NFL team running out onto the field. It was a standing ovation. It was loud. It was, I mean, that's the way. I mean, if you're a visitor, if we did that for visitors, they'd come back. Or they might run away. I don't know. But, but we went running in there, and, and, man, they were going, woo, you know, and then the worship, everybody's going, woo, you know, and they're, they got people dancing with, with the worship. And then they started a ministry team. People came up and started falling out on the floor, having demonic spirits leave them. And stuff like that. And let me just tell you something. We're in a church building that's clean, and I smelt a smell I've only smelt twice. Once was in the middle of a soccer field. Once was in that church, and it was a burning sewer smell when those demons were coming out of people. People were getting healed. People were getting delivered from things. People were getting set free. People were hearing the word of God. And, and, and why? Because they were honoring. It started with that standing ovation coming in. And, and, and so they were putting into it, and God was giving back. And, uh, and so we want to see that kind of stuff. Let me tell you. Listen, write this down. The more you value it, the more you will value from it. The more you value it, the more you will value from it. So the more you put into something, whether it's a job, whether it's whatever, but if you put it in to your worship, you're going to get more out of your worship. You know, when you value it, when you give it weight, when you give it importance. Number three, honoring is decided, not deserved. We honor by we make a decision to honor. It's a decision we make. We don't give honor to those just because they deserve it. We don't wait for somebody to deserve it. Some of us never deserve it. I mean, we don't deserve honor. We're sinful. Jeremiah says the heart of man is, is desperately wicked. None of us deserve honor but God. But he said, give honor. And so we give each other honor. It's a decision we make. Peter wrote this. He said, submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every authority instituted among man. Now think about that for a minute. Every authority instituted among man. Whether to the king, for us as a president, Congress, governors, as the supreme authority, or to the Governors here, which would meet our police. He's been the most disrespected group in the last two years. Our police. Our police. There's not a police force in America that's not shorthanded right now. 
because our media and our culture have been demonizing them. And let me tell you something. There are men and women just like you and me. There are sons. There are, my son-in-law used to be a police officer. There, there are friends. There are relatives. And they're doing a job. And the job God has given them is to pro, is promote order and peace. But they've been dishonored. But he says right here, the police who are sent by God to punish those who do wrong. That's what their job is. Violate the law. I heard Newell Norman say one time, he said, I don't care what color, race, creed, or whatever you do, if you commit a crime, we're going to arrest you. Doesn't matter, you know. And it says this, for the Lord, for it is God's will that by doing good you should silence the ignorant talk of foolish men. You know what's going to happen when we start giving honor to each other? When we start giving honor and respect to each other, it's going, it's going to shut people up. When we start honoring, start honoring people outside this building and that maybe don't know the Lord and we're, and we're honoring them and, 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 and rate, lifting them up and treating them well, you know what it's going to do? It's going to shut up the talk of ignorant people who say, oh, there's a bunch of Bible thumpers. They're hateful. They're this. They're that. It's going to shut up stupid talk. That's what it says right here. He said, live as a free man, but don't use your freedom to cover up for evil. Live as servants of God. Show proper respect or honor. It's the same word, respect and honor, to everyone. When we start loving and respecting each other, man, that's going to make a difference. When we show love to each other. Do you know there are churches that just fight all the time? So glad River Church doesn't do that. Hallelujah. But we show honor to everyone, and it'll be contagious. He said, love the brotherhood of believers, fear God, and here it is again, honor the king. Now, in that Romans passage, I stopped a verse short. That's one of Chrissy's favorite verses. It says, pay your taxes. <laughs> Why God chose to put that in the Bible, I don't know. Love the brotherhood of believers, fear God, and honor the king. We want to give honor. I know y'all looking for those last blanks. I've been told by people they were going to leave the church if we didn't fill in all the blanks. When we ascribe honor to somebody, they become more honorable. When we ascribe honor to somebody, that's why Pastor Kathy, she wants some flowers. She's saying, Robert brings me flowers all the time. I do get her candy. She don't like that part because we're both of us trying to be healthier. But see, when we start honoring people, guess what? They become more honorable. When you treat your child with some respect, guess what? They're going to be a little bit more respectful to you. I'm not saying you're not firm. I'm not saying you don't have rules. I'm not, you know, I was listening to a guy this week talking about a post-COVID world as an employer. He said, you know, I have to pay more. I have to talk to my employees different. We still hold them accountable for being on time. He said, but, you know, we give, we, some businesses have to give bonuses to get them to come to work all the time. Why? It's free money floating around. It's a different world right now. And people, you got to motivate people. We start ascribing honor to people, treating people right. And guess what? They're going to treat us right. It's going to work in your families. It's going to work in your jobs. It'll work in our world. And if we got, we got about 70 people in here, and if we start doing that, it's going to affect another 70 to 140. And then if they start doing that, it's just going to spread. We need to, who can we honor this week? Who can I show respect to this week? Give it to them. Listen, the world is watching. The world's watching. They want to see how we act. They want to see how we talk when the politics don't go our way. They want to see how we, 
react when somebody hits our car. They want to see how we react when something's not going our way. Do we give honor? Not saying you don't take care of your business, but do we do it honorably and give honor? Let's be a group of people. Let's be a church that gives honor and show it to everybody, even driving across the GNO. Okay? And I'm trying not to say moron, hoping they don't read my lips. So think of who you can think of who you can show honor to this week. I want you to bow your heads. You know, when you receive Jesus, it, it honors God. In just a minute, we're going to honor the July birthdays with cake. It's actually Miss Joyce's birthday today. She's in church. Listen, honor starts. We honor God when we have a relationship, a personal relationship with Jesus. But every head bowed and eyes closed. I just want you to, to close your eyes. I want you to think right now. You actually